Okay, good evening. Thank you for coming. So we'll use the following Shaila as a springboard to really go through what we went through last week to review a little bit. We'll also touch upon some of the halachas we learned in the beginning of Basa B'chalav, and hopefully it will take us until the end of Simon Tzavdi Aleph. So, and this Shiloh is, is, is pretty common. You know, when we learn Maliach Kiroiseach, which means when something is salty, that was last week's topic, when you have a salty piece of meat, Halacha views it as being hot. So we said, and we'll review it again, it has to be salty that the way people would prepare uh, their, their uh, meat in order to be able to cook it, meaning to kosher it from blood. So this was a common item in people's homes. Back in the day, every time a person wanted chicken or meat, you brought your chicken or the meat or the uh, or your uh, your sheep, your lamb to the lo- local shaykhet. He shechted it for you and made sure the there was no trephus, and you brought it home. You brought it back home, and you yourself would do the malicha. So it makes sense that there were many pieces of meat in one's home that was salty. That was malicha. Uh, uh, that malicha was done to it, so you could theoretically have the shaylo. But for the most part. This simon is not so negeatas, except for the following question, and we'll see why it's negea from many different angles. And the question is like this. Let's say you, uh, we'll give two different examples. You had a cup of coffee, milk of coffee in your refrigerator. You wanted to have iced coffee, and you took a you know a hot cup of coffee, put it in the fridge, and it's sitting there the entire day. There's milk in there, and you by mistake knock it over, and it starts leaking onto an open pan, and an open pan contains a roast, $175 roast from uh, pomegranate or uh, evergreen, your favorite uh, supermarket, and there's milk falling right on top of it. There's milk or milk and coffee falling right on top of the meat. Again, it was open. If it was a piece of foil, then you would just remove the foil, no problem. But if you have an open uh, roast, what do you do? It's $150 Shaila. What exactly should, should you do? So we learned some of these halachas before, and... You would say, oh, it's cold, so that should work, right? But we're going to see that depending on how we learn Maliach Kereseach and some of the other details in the Gemara, it's not so simple to allow this uh, this fellow to use this roast. Let's say it was his Yantif roast. He has a standing rib roast. He has a brisket, whatever it is. Perhaps this is a Basa B'chalav by simply uh, knocking over the cup of milk, the cup of coffee. You have a similar Shiloh. Let's say a person... Uh, sees a pooling of milk in a, in a pan of chicken or the like. It's a similar shayla. What exactly, what, what should be uh, the halacha in that case? So let's go back to Simon Tzaliyah at the beginning of Sif Hay. That's where we're up to. We're going to go through the end of the Simon from Hay to the end. So we learned last week that there's a concept of maliach kereseach. As the Mechaber here says, maliach she'ini yochel le'ochel machmas melchai. If it's so salty that it cannot be eaten uh, based on the salt. That was the terminology the Gemara used. And there was Machlekes Rishonim, how much salt is this? Some learned, the Rabbeinu Yaakov Yitzchak, not oftenly quoted in Taisvis, he learned that it means you salt it in order to preserve, like making uh, leather, it's like very uh, high standard of salt. Rashi said, uh, you salt it so that it can last on the road. What uh, most Rishonim learned, and the Machaber Paskins, is the same Amount of salt we do when we salt meat in the uh, in the shlachtois in the butcher shop. That would allow us to cook the piece of meat after salting. So you had that amount that, that amount of salt, and ha- at what point does it become salty? So the machaber paskins that uh, has to wait the amount of time 
that we do by Malicha, Vishaha Kede Malicha Lakdera, which we said was 18 minutes. So Kosman Shlehidichu, as long as you have not yet rinsed it off, Mikri, this is the definition of Eina Nechel Machmas Machai. So we already touched upon two Machleiksin. Number one, how much salt? Machaber says the amount that you typically salt in a butcher shop, which would be salt on both sides. And it only becomes salty after 18 minutes. Others argue and say, no, it becomes salty right away. That was the Machlekes. Um, there was another shita, that of the Trumas Hadashin we learned last week, that after 18 minutes, it's no longer considered salty. The Ramah seems to pass in like this from Malcolm Hefson Rubas. You see, it's no longer called hot. As the case of the Trumas Hadashin, they had those geese that were being salted together, and one of them was found to be treif, and uh, the bleus, the taste of all the of the geese went into the other ones, so, uh, of the, the goose went into the other geese, so, after 18 minutes, we hold that even after 18 minutes, it's still considered salty, we could be makele. The Shach argued on this, he said that it's not true, the only time the salt is considered, uh, that it lost its Potency is only when it's spent salt. As the case of the Truma Sadeshin, not because of his reasoning, but his case. What was his case? Where you were salting the goose to get rid of the blood. So in that case, the salt was at work. So after 18 minutes, the the strength has expired. But in a regular case, you took a piece of uh, pastrami, kosher pastrami, and you put extra salt on it. The salt is not spent, and therefore, Kozman, that it's there's no expiration they know 18 minute uh, maximum time but he would be makele in the case of the Trimah because in that case they just shafted those those geese and they were salting it to remove the blood so the salt is considered spent and but yeah but you can rely on that now even if you only salt it on one side it's still considered hot now, if it's not that salty, it's considered cold. It needs to be salted on both sides. So let's just go back to our case for a moment. You have a piece of a roast. You have a roast. Now, let's assume you added some salt to the roast. At this point, there's no shaila because it's not salty that you're about to eat it. It's pre-cooked. You're about to eat it. There will be no problem. However, here's the first issue to consider. Number one, we are not experts at this. Even the the salt the salt that we add for tzli, which we mentioned last week, means let's say a person does not want to use salt to get rid of blood. Halachically, there's another option. The other option is roasting. In fact, that's how we cash your livers. You ro- roasted livers. Let's say a person has a low sodium diet and they want they wanted to to get low sodium kosher meat. You have to speak with a speak to a shaykhid, get the meat you know within the, get get the meat after it was shechted and kosher. And then you could you could grill it. You grill the steak. Uh, it's fine. Now the minog is to add some salt to sprinkle on some salt. Even that the Ramah says we consider malicha kiraisech. This is called malicha sli. This would be chumar number one that we'd have to consider that perhaps the roast is considered a maliach kiraseach, and now it has heated up the milk uh, when, when, when the milk has touched the uh, dripped into the pan. That's consideration number one. Okay, 
we're not done yet. The Machaber will just read it just for the sake of uh, being mashlim. The Indian, the Machaber says, The amount of salt that Rashi said was the definition of the Gemara, which we don't paskin like, which is salt, enough salt that's going to preserve it for a trip. So then, even after you simply rinsed it, it's still considered salty. And unless you soak it, now, by the way, over here, he tells us how how far it goes, meaning the Gemara says that if it's salty, there's, there's a transfer of taste. How far does it go? So we know that if there's no salt, you simply do hadacha, you rinse it off. But halacha lemaisa, we pass, and if it's salty, you need kedei klipa. Klipa means a peel. We had this earlier when we spoke about tatogavar, when you had a hot piece of meat touching a cold piece of cheese. All you have to do is simply peel. You would have to slice off a klipa, Klifa's appeal. Now, once we mention Tatogavar, let's think about what we learned a few uh, two weeks ago. That when, when we have uh, one item that's hot and one that's cold, we said we, we uh, focus on which one's on the bottom. That's called Tata. The bottom one, Gavar, pa- overpowers. So shouldn't we say the same thing when it comes to this? So the Machaber says, no, doesn't make a difference. So two things. Number one, it's only a klipa. Number two, a very important halacha, and that is that we're going to see that salt only has the, the koyach to extract taste from, from, from its own piece. So if you have a salty piece of meat, that meat... Uh, will give give out taste. So let's say you had a kosher piece of meat and a, and a non-kosher piece of meat. Two identical ribs, rib steaks. One is from uh, Nevela, the, the sheikh had messed up, and one's from Gla Kosher Shrita. And the kosher one is salty, and the non-kosher one is not salty. And they both touch each other. So what's the halacha? Since the, t- the one that's non-kosher is not salty, so that's the one that absorbed the taste from the salty kosher one. So big deal. It was never kosher before. Now it has taste of kosher meat. doesn't make it any better. But the kosher meat itself doesn't get affected. So the case of of simon sali olives, when they're both salty, hilkach, basar, gvina, hamaluchem, they're both salty, shenogu zebazeh, tsar, lichleif, shnei, b'makam negiyasan, navim echem hamaluach, vashini tofel, hamaluach mutter, ba'adacha v'atofel tsar, klipa, because the maluach one will not get affected. So, when it comes to malicha, kireseach, we said you need a klipa. You have to peel, peel off the, uh, the thinnest layer. However, the Ramah, this is chumr number two, v'yesh aymrim, that we don't simply say that the malicha took the non-kosher taste and, and, and put it in up until a klipa, and that's it. The Ramah says, we assume it went into the entire piece of meat. So going back to our case, you had a, or the case of the Shulchan Arach, you had a salty piece of cheese, and that salty piece of cheese falls on top of a salty piece of meat. So, according to the Shulchan Arach, you slice off a thin layer from the roast and a thin layer from the cheese, if that's possible, and the rest is good, kosher. The Ramah says, no, you need shishim, you need 60 times that amount, because the uh, because you have to see what I, I said in Simen, simen Kofei, which is a new halacha. This is based on, we're going to see in a, in a moment, in Siv Vav, 
So we'll come back to this mother In Sif Vav, we're going to learn a Gemara. The Gemara says that if the food is fatty, then it spreads. It doesn't just stay in the upper uh, peel. It spreads into the entire piece of meat. The Ramah says, a second Chumrah, Ein Anubikian. We don't know what's called fatty, what's not called fatty, and therefore we have to assume, a second Chumrah, that when non-kosher taste is uh, going in via malicha, we don't just simply say it stopped after the initial layer, klipa, but we assume it went through the entire thing. How does salt allow in as well? If you're going to say salt always makes the taste go out, how come the second piece that's salt? Because the other piece is salt. It's also getting it out. Both are kicking it out. How does one come in? When, how does he get it? So it's a good question. This is really Hilchas Malicha Shaila. So every time you have Malicha, they're salting pieces of chicken on top of each other. So why doesn't the blood uh, go back in? So there's two two ways the, the Pisces discuss it. Number one, which is what you're asking, is Agi de Tarat Lemiflat. Since it's busy uh, spinning out, Mivlalei uh, Bali, it doesn't uh, take it back in. So that might work when we're dealing with blood, but there's a second reason, and the, the Gemara says that blood is uh, is shui. It's um, it it, it, spray, it it what do you call it? It flows. So it's going to flow, and and it's not going to get um, to get trapped. We we need both. Let's say you had a a piece of meat that wasn't doing malicha, that was on the line by mistake. That meat we say gets the taste of blood, um, but. If someone is doing this type of malicha, where you don't have blood in the, in the, in the, in the picture, we're going to assume that it does uh, it does it does uh, transfer so, trace. So, so the, the unsalted meat accepts the bleus, whatever you call it, accepts it. And if I salt the second that if that was salted, it would also accept it. Correct. How come? It sounds it sounds like that's what I'm trying. To, I, I don't understand that part. So we don't know that just because you give out your own taste. Does that by definition mean you don't accept taste? We don't know that. We know yeah, that helps us malicha regarding... The second one doesn't, doesn't work. The, let's say the second one is straight without salt. So it, do, it doesn't give out its own taste. Uh-huh. I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. There's, there's still a, one more piece in the Rishani that Ramazi going to quote in a second. Okay. Now, Shari, this is your question. The second question, this that we said that tar maluach when the kosher one is salty and the nevela one was tafla means unsalty, shari the kosher one's still fine because it didn't get any taste from treif. Hainushat tame yavesh. That's only when the tame one is dry. Avulim mudavert salol. If the tame product is a liquid like milk, neser hatar. It answers the tar one. Why? Because me'achesh in the salt is going to actually work on the milk that's right next to it because when you're when it's in a liquid, the salt from the kosher piece of meat is going to work on the milk as well, and it's going to create that the milk itself is also in Now that's to be some moisture on the piece of meat. If it's a dry piece of meat, there's no moisture, we're going to assume the salt. Is not gonna come out and work on the other uh, uh, work on the milk. It's not going to to start working on the milk. Okay, the mechaber says If they're dry, even if they're salty, so as long as you uh, you wash it, it's fine. 
The Ramah concludes, which means uh, the juice coming out of the meat is always considered hot. Uh, this is not so common. Two more lines. You have to kasher the kalim. The muklicheres, if it's klicheres, sarach shvira. Then my nafal rakam makamecher. Only fell in one place. We create techiyotze by karlif makam evidayoy. You could um, you could uh, shave off that piece, and that would be enough. And on this, we saw last week that um, that 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 the, the pischetshuva brings. If you're not sure which place it fell on, you can be mekel. And that comes up sometimes. Okay, that's the end, really, of this, uh, the halachas of Malicha. A few more uh, details that we didn't see is, is, uh, is this mechaber here, sevav. It's not fatty. This is based in the Gemara. The Gemara by Gidanasha says, if the piece of meat had chelev on it, which is fatty, then it spreads throughout the entire piece. This is really a, a discussion in Simon. Kuf, hey. Okay. So, just to review regarding the salt. Number one, according to the Mechaber, if you're a Svarti, it's very simple here. Unless you're salting meat in order to kasher it, you're never going to have this question. We don't have th- this type of salty products in our home, and you could close the book on the first half of Simon Tzadi Aleph. If you're an Ashkenazi, we have this din lechatchila that we are machmer any time it's seemingly any time it's salty. We brought down a kula last week that it has to be that you actually put salt on, on the surface of it to salt it. Um, but we do consider it And the second chumrah is that not only does it aser, does it affect kidei klipa, it even affects the entire piece. Rabbi Kivager here says these are two chumras, two times saying ein onu bekiin. And therefore, if you have a shaila, even if you're an Ashkenazi, you could be make, you don't have to go with both of these chumras. So all you need to do is kidei klipa on, uh, on, on this type of on this type of meat. Okay. That's part one. Part two is based on a Gemara. We saw this Gemara earlier. The Gemara said, the Gemara in Davkofi Beis brought the story of Ahubar Goizla Denofel Kada de Kimcha. There was a uh, he had a, he had a chicken or pigeon that was shechted properly, and it fell into a a pot, uh, a, col- a pot of, of kutach, right? We said the biblical food, there was there's cheese in there, there's whey in there, it's milchix, and it's salty. So we said that that uh, it's mutter. So one is allowed to eat the chicken simply by doing hadacha, by rinsing it off. But if it was salty enough, that's then you need to peel it. Okay, klifa bai. And that was the basis of the first uh, of, the, of the previous two, three seifim. The Gemara continues, and the Gemara says, Vahani mili chai. That's only talking about when it's raw. This, what do I mean that's only talking about? This halacha of hadacha, hadacha means to rinse it off. When we have a piece of chicken falling into milk, or kutach, whatever you like, chicken falling into milk, all you need to do is rinse it off. And, and honestly, if you'd call most rabbanim, most shul rabbis, you call them with the shaila that we began to share with. You had a you had a hundred and seventy five dollar roast that was uh, cooked, and it was sitting open in the refrigerator. And someone, some klutz, knocked over the milk 
or a cup of uh, cold iced coffee with milk in it and spilled on top of it, most Rabbanim would say, oh, it was cold. It should be no problem. That's the Gemara. The Gemara said, Hadacha is all you need. However, the following line is subject to debate in the Rishonim, and based on that, you could have reason to be machmer on that case. You could throw out, throw out the roast. The Gemara says, Vahani Mili, this that we said, that all you need to do is rinse it off, that's chai if it's raw. Avul tzli, if it's roasted, does that mean it's hot? We don't know. Avul tzli, if it's roasted, klifa boy, you need to shave off a thin layer. Additionally, vi ispe pili, if it has cracks, kule aser, not only is the klipa aser, the entire meat is aser. Number three, the mutuvo batavlin, if it's spiced up, kule aser, the entire piece of meat is aser. Now we have three ways of learning this uh, this Gemara. The most makele way would be this is found in, in some of the Rishonim, and this is how the Mechaber Paskins. Vahani milichai. That's only when it's cold. Avotzli, if it's hot, if the meat is hot when when the when it fell into the milk. So then klifa you need a klifa. Why? Because tatagavah, the milk is the cold one on the bottom. You still have to cut off a small piece of the meat. And that's how they learned this uh, this sugya. If it, if it was uh, hot and it had holes and it had pili, it had cracks, it had holes, then the whole thing's usher. But the whole discussion is only when it's hot. That's the first way of learning it, and that's how the Shachanarach learns it, right? That's talking about raw meat. If it's hot roasted meat, Shenafal Maliath, I found a salty uh, milk, even if it's uh, edible, it's not so salty, still by klipa, you need a klipa because we learned tatagavar and you have to take off a klipa. If has cracks, the entire thing is aser. So again, according to the Mechaber, if this fellow called his, his uh, Sephardic rabbi and he said the milk fell onto the roast, the rabbi's going to ask him one question. Is the roast hot? If the roast is not hot, then it's not a problem. Either there's some salt in it. The Sephardi rabbi holds it's not a problem because salt is only an issue when it's salting the way we kosher meat. So for the Sephardi, you're good to go. The Ramah learns differently. He learns, like the other Rishonim, that say, what do you mean? What's the Chiddush? If hot meat fell into milk, you have to kosher kadei klipa? We know that already. It's a sugiyam sachim. We had in the beginning of Simon Sadi Aleph. That's your regular Tatogavash question. It's talking about when it's cold. So what's the Chiddush? And if you look at the Gemara, the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Hani mi chai. What does Chai mean? Chai doesn't mean cold. Chai means raw. When do we say you just have to rinse it off? That's when it's raw. But if it's cooked, and Rashi explains, it's cooked and now it's soft. If it's soft, it's it's uh, it's 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 easier for for bleus to be transferred to a soft piece of meat. When it's raw, so then. You could simply rinse it off. Some milk fell onto a raw piece of meat. You're preparing your barbecue and, uh, and you're drinking coffee. It's Sunday morning. You're uh, starting, you know, marinating your meat. And you spill the drop of coffee. According to Rashi, you rinse it off, no problem. But after you've roasted it, even if it's cold at this point, the meat is soft and it's going to accept at least some water of a blia, and therefore you need klipa in that case. Continues the Gemara. Just, yeah. So first, the, what what are you talking about shaving it off? How much are we talking about? The thinnest layer that you could get. So you have to get a fancy knife. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's say if sometimes we have a wooden Kaylee, you could um you could sand it. Sanding would work. You know, you're taking off a finished layer. Right. But it's still porous. Okay. It's still porous. You're gonna shave it off, but you still it's still porous. Also, one second. The the Shokhanar, the Gemara says, Isle Pili, if it has holes in it, it went through the whole thing. Yeah. Went through the entire thing. Where? How are you supposed to know that? You know, especially if, if you have, like you said, $175 roast, you're looking to be makele. The Aruch HaShochan says that we should assume all our cooked meat is considered porous. So we got a problem. Okay. Wait, wait, we're not done yet. Okay? So yeah. So right as of now, you know, you, you hope to be a Svarty. But if you're an Ashkenazi, we're in, we're in a, we're not in a good place because it's it's Tzli. Again, well, it depends. So if you call the Ashkenazi rabbi, what would he ask you? He would ask you, first of all, how salty yeah. is it? And then he'd ask you, is this cooked? Yeah. Because if it's raw, right. the Gemara said it's no problem. All you need to do is hadacha. So it's worse if it was pre-cooked. So that's how they learn avatzli, klipa bai. If it's uh, roasted, then you need a klipa. That's how, the Gemara, that's how they read the Gemara. And now there's a new halacha. The ispa pili, again, if it's roasted or and it has the, the cracks, kuli aser, the metubah metal, and if it's uh, if it's used with spices, if it's metubah, metubah means it's spiced with spices, it's usher as well. So let's read the Rama, then we'll uh, maybe get to some of the halacha l'mais on this. By the way, there's a third shita. The third shita is the uh, shita of of the uh, of the sefer Truma. He's quoted by the Tor, and he says that it's any of these three things are a problem. That number one, sleep. You need klipa, even if it's not sli, even if it's raw, if it's spiced, or it has cracks, the whole thing's asr. So according to this Sefer truma, even if you're simply marinating raw meat for your barbecue and a drop of milk falls on it, the whole thing is asr. While according to the Ramah, not true. Only sli, only if it's roasted, is that a problem. How do we pass? We'll see in a minute. Now, the Ramah points out, even if it's afoy, if it's baked, or mavosho, if it's cooked, and Many of the Achorinim point out, even let's say a piece of cake. You had a piece of cake that fell into milk, so that's called baked. We would assume that's called pili, and that cake should not be served uh, with your with your kid this Shabbos morning because that cake is uh, is milchiks because it fell into milk. Now v'yesh armim da'afilu heim tzayin and dinahachi, and this again he's arguing the mechaber. The mechaber said the definition of chai versus sli is cold versus hot. The Ramah says v'yesh armim. This is the rush. That that the Gemara when it said chai means raw, tzli means roasted. That's the way you're supposed to read it. Uh, that the halacha would be that if it has spices and it has uh, or, or holes in it, then the entire thing is also and that's the way we should have that. That's the way our minhag is. However, he says in ain't have some if there's no hefsa maruba, but in a case of hefsa maruba, so then you could be make like the shulchan aruch, who goes with the the uh, the ran and other other rishonim that sli means hot. So let's go back. We have our case of milk falling into falling into meat. You open the refrigerator and you realize this roast now has a little a puddle of milk on it. What do we do? So svarim, very simple. Rinse it off. It's fine. According to Ashkenazim, so two things we must consider. Number one, maybe the meat is called salty, right? Maybe the meat is salty itself. So we said one hetero would be that people don't salt the meat 
like uh, that they're, they're about to they're about to uh, kosher it. Not even the kosher lagdera, just simply koshering it. Uh, let's sleep. You have to actually salt the meat. That's one heter. The second heter is the Ramah himself said, but Malcolm Hafsid, you can rely on the Shulchan Aruch that a small amount of salt is not considered salty. So so far so good. If you want to be machmer on that, you just simply have to have to cut off a piece. Klipa. What about the entire roast? So the first the the, the way the Ramah holds meikaradin. If it's not a hefsa maruba, let's say you have 15 roasts on the menu, and this is number 15, you have 14 other roasts. I'll give you an extreme example. But if it's not a hefsa maruba, you have to know, a paisik has to know what's considered a hefsa maruba, what's considered a shasad chak. It's not something to, to give give over a, uh, a clear guidelines to it. Every paisik would have to see how, how it's going to affect the one who questions, you know, most women, if they heard this Shiloh, they would say, of course, you throw it in the garbage. Milk fell on the roast. But in halacha, there's what to work with. So if it's a hefsa maruba, from the very fact that the, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, like the Rishonim that hold, that Sli means hot, since it's cold, Behefsa one could eat, one could use this roast by their Yant of Suda, no problem. And if it was raw, we would go with the Ramah, and it wouldn't be an issue either. You just have to simply rinse it off. Now, let's say it's not a Hefsa or if you tell someone it's a Hefsa they're not going to buy it. No, they, they, they want to know it's a Mutu So there's a few other uh, Eitzes to be making in. Number one, well, I don't know about a few, but there's definitely one significant one to be made, make, make one, and that is this halacha of of mituvo uh, betavlin. Mituvo betavlin, maybe that means it has to be as the Chavas Das says, machmas It's so spicy you can't eat it. Uh, it's too spicy to be eaten. So how do people eat it? So they rinse it off before they eat it, or they they marinate it in, in thick uh, spices, but they, they remove some of that stuff before they before they uh, serve it. Whatever the situation is, maybe that's what tavlin means. When the Gemara says maliach, it says it's maliach she'ena nechamach mazmalchay. So so too tavlin also means. This is found in the uh, Pischei Tshuva. The Pischei Tshuva. Um, where is the Pesvichuva? He says, he quotes the Chavaz Das. just want to find where he says it. I can't find the second, but that's the Pesvich Tshuva in the name of the Chavaz Das. And other parties can say this as well. And that's eight to number one. So we have two Hetterim. Hetter number one would be, I'm sorry, the real Hetter is Shasad Chak. If you don't want to rely on that, you have this other Hetter that that uh, spicy means there's a second Eitzah, and that is that let's assume it's spicy and there's cracks in it, so the milk went in. If you have a 10-pound roast and only a little bit of milk went in, so you probably have bitul bashisha. You probably have 60 times meat to milk. If you think about it, you had one ounce of milk, and it depends how, how much uh, milk fell in this. If a half a bottle of milk fell in, you might not have 60 times volume. It doesn't go by weight, it goes by volume. You might not have 60 times volume to milk. But let's say you do have shishim. So some places can say we should say bitl bashishim here. However, the Achorina point out that bitl bashishim wouldn't work here because we don't necessarily know that it's it's uh, mixed in uh, evenly, that it's bottled. Maybe it's here, maybe it's there. You don't know where the milk is. In fact, if a person would take this roast and put it back in the oven, there might be an Issa Deraisa of Bishul Basir Bechalav, right? So the Badi Ashokhan of Ayavakon, he says, at the very least, he brings other Achroinim, 
that if we have two times 60, you have 120 to 1, we could be Mekel. Why is that? So it's a little complicated Svara. He says the only Shaila is where this milk is. Is it on the right side? Is it on the left side? But as long as I've, I have a suffix where it is, so then I can rely on Shishim, meaning it's a suffix if any point it's here. If it's here, then I have 60 times... Uh, Sorry, if it's not here, then I have 60 times meat against any any taste that would have transferred. And is it here? It's only a suffix. So he says, suffix, shishim, given all the other considerations, that would be a second etza. So if a rav is called, again, for svardim, it's mutter. For ashkenazim, the rav would probably be makel using hefsim maruba. But let's say it wasn't a hefsim maruba. He was making a bunch of steaks, and it was just one chuck steak, had a little milk on it. So many rabbanim would say, it's taka asur. Well, others will rely on that metuvah metuvah means it has to be spiced in a uh, in, in such a way that you can't eat it in an achamachmas tibuloi. While others might consider the bittel in two times shishim. Okay, that's sif zayin. We have one more sif here, which which uh, is a broader discussion, but it's only mentioned in, uh, in passing here that we learned in the beginning in simon in simon pezayin. That basar b'chalav is unique. That only derech bishul asr taira. That taira only asr when it's cooked together. And the Gemara actually gives an example. The Gemara in in a few places in Shas asks, "What's the novelty of basar b'chalav?" The Gemara says we can't learn out other things from basar b'chalav because basar b'chalav is a novelty. The Gemara says maybe because it's two atayrim that when put together it makes something asr. The Gemara says, "Well, kliyim is like that. Samro pishtim are fine. Yachtov is the problem. So basar b'chalav is the problem." One of the other things the Gemara says. And the Gemara uses this as, as one of the examples. And that is, let's say you took a non-kosher uh, novella, a non-kosher piece of meat, and you had it uh, sit in barbecue sauce, whatever the situation was. In barbecue, uh, maybe barbecue sauce is not a good example. I don't know, some liquid, orange juice, and, and, and the non-kosher meat is sitting in orange juice for 24 hours. The halacha is, kavosh kimavoshom, that when something soaks for 24 hours, we assume a capillary movement, that the taste goes out. And with it, if it's there for 24 hours, it's called kavosh. If you took basar b'chalav, you took a piece of meat, and you dumped it in the milk, and you let it sit there for 24 hours, halacha is, midaraisa, it's not a problem. Why? When it comes to shari surim, when it comes to pork, it is a problem. Because kavosh kimavosh, the bleach transfer. When it comes to basar b'chalav, it's not a problem. Why not? The Gemara says, because derech bishol asra taira, the the definition of basar b'chalav is only when meat and milk were cooked together. And kavush is not really kimavoshal. It transfers taste, but it's not really kimavoshal. The same thing applies to malicha. And the Mechaber here passing like this. Ain basar b'chalav neser ayde malicha, or ayde kavush ele ba'achila avaloi behana. One cannot eat it because midrabanan, you, you can't eat a cold piece of cheese and a cold piece of meat together. You can't even eat zahar You have to wait six hours. It's only asr midra banan, asr bachila. But as far as hana, or as far as the uh, the isr bishol, that's not called bishol, and it's only a problem on a dira banan level. It's, you only have basr bachalav via derech bishol. There are there is a discussion that we shining regarding kavush. Is kavush kimavushol? It comes up in other places in halacha. I once saw. I think it's. Um, I think Tovi Goldstein had a tshuva on this. He went through. Many places, um, I know of Ashri Shul, everyone lines up, they, you know, they stand by the door. All the young guys, Vabni Minchamar, during the week or on Shabbos. So 
or any other sederim, there was a Shalos and Shuvas, I believe it's called Eimek Halacha, from, uh, from Rav Tovei Goldstein. So I used to look at it whenever I was running there for a minion. So the, uh, over there, he discusses Kavosh Kimavosho. One of the, uh, it comes up throughout, throughout Halacha. For example, if Kavosh is Ma'amash Kimavosho, which the Mechaber is saying is not true, but let's say it was kimavosho. It's really like cooking. Are you allowed to do that on Shabbos? Can you take a cucumber and put it into a pick a uh, 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 vinegar on Shabbos? Now it might be another issue of of, uh, of 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 what do you call it? Of of uh, preparing hide tanning. That would be in one of the other lamentes malachas. But as far as bishul, is that a problem? It comes up two other places. Interestingly, number one would be regarding maror. Halacha is you're not allowed to eat maror that's cooked. So the place came there say one is not allowed to have maror that was kavush. So you can't have the canned horseradish because it's, it was kavush. Now over there, the Achronim point out, even if it's not definite, even if it doesn't, if it's not defined as cooking, it still changes the taste. The tam maror be'inon. We need to have tam maror. So even though it's not, maybe not halachically called cooking, the kavush itself would still be a problem. By the way, over there, the place came today discuss. Many uh, supermarkets, they sell pre-washed lettuce. So let's say you have a pre-washed bag of lettuce, and the one who was drawing it, or the mashkiach, was in a rush, and they left a lot of water on the bottom of the bag. So if you have the lettuce sitting in water, you have a problem of kavosh kimavoshel regarding using it as mar. Itaka is a problem. I want you not to uh, not use that lettuce. Another place you find this is in Hilchus Lulov. The halach is that if you cook your dal minim, you're not yoytzer. So the other place can discuss, can you put your uh, Hadassim and Aravos into water on, on Yantif? Is that, is that a problem? Is it called Mavushal? So many places can say no. Kavush is not Kimavushal. V'horaya simin tzadiyalav sivches. The Shulchan Arapaskin, it's not Kimavushal. While others say, maybe not. Maybe it is Kimavushal. It's just not Derech Bishal. It's not Derech. The Derech Bishal, we learned, even Sli might not be Derech Bishal. So you have a Machlekes on this. This is found in Hilchus Lulav and Hilchus Maror, Hilchus Shabbos as well. The Mishabur is Mekel, that it's not called Kavosh and Shabbos, but he does he does uh, acknowledge that there's a Machlekes in the Rishonim. So this is the Shaila regarding Kavosh. One more uh, Nafkamina is let's see at a Suffolk. The example would be, you came home after a trip, and you found the milk has dripped onto the uh, open pan of meat, and now it's pooling. So Kavosh, we, we didn't see the, any of these halachas. This is Simon Kofhei and Hilchas Tarubas. Kavosh has to be a dover, a dover nezali, a liquid. So you have a liquid of milk, and there's meat inside. Now you have no clue how long this has been here for. Is it here for 24 hours, 10 hours? You just came home. There was a long, uh, there was a spill that, that eventually landed in this pan. So it really depends. If you hold Kavosh Kimavosh, which we do hold, Kavosh Kimavosh is only a, din, a, a Shaila Durabanan by Basil Bechalov, you could very easily say Safet Durabanan Lakula. I don't know that it, that it was here for 24 hours, and you, you would in fact be able to be Mekel. And that's how the Shulchan Archabaskin, while in other halachas, Safet Kavosh would be Usr. Now there's another Hatter by Kavosh of 24 hours, um, of what do you call it, of Eina Binyamai, but Safet over there. We would be machmir. For example, let's say, let's say you uh, you decided to work in a Starbucks or something. You decided to work in a Starbucks, and they, they you're, you're making a cold brew coffee for yourself. So you made a pot of coffee. Coffee is cold, but you have to store it in a container. Let's assume worst case scenario. This container was washed with hot treif, mamish, klirishai, no soap, and this container is 100% treif. So. If I use this trafe container for coffee, 
So Kavush, if it sits there for 24 hours, which is that's the recipe, 36 hours, 48 hours, so then the blias of the non-kosher are going to end up in my in my coffee. So as a consumer, there's a different etza to rely on of Eina ben but the one who's doing it, the bartender, the, the barista, they would have to consider this, that in fact, when I drink it, I know that I'm using a trave keli, I'm creating Kavush, and I shouldn't be creating Kavush because here we're dealing with an Isidara the, the blias of treif is deraisa versus by basu v'chalav you're dealing with a question of a derabanan. I'll just give you another example of of where kavush comes up. Either way, this is the end of simit sadiyalif. There are those that learn this a little more bein, but we're going through this on a practical level. And in most of smicha programs, they fly through simit sadiyalif because malicha is not sunogea. Simit sadi beis that gets into many of the kitchen shilas. As you can see, the first uh, the first line. Dine imnafa chalav l'teir shabasa. You're cooking on a on a, you know, a stove top. You have a fleshik, uh You're frying ch- schnitzel, and all of a sudden, the schnitzel, a piece of schnitzel spits out onto the uh, pot of noodles and cheese. What do you do? So this is what we're going to see. We're going to learn about pot covers and all different halachas that come up in the kitchen as we continue uh, basar b'chalav.